welcome to episode 59 of ShimmyCast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. Yes, that's right. It's Anala Rabari, and I'm back. <laughs> uh, this week I have the last part of my interview with Naima. Uh, we have event announcements, uh, question of the week, um, just one though, and two reviews. One is the DVD, The Art of Belly Dance with Jillian, level two. And the other is the Belly Dance Superstars Babalesque CD. This week's music is from Mr. Tunes and Satya. So, and since we don't have a lot of questions of the week, I'm just going to um, gab to you guys a little bit about some things that are going on in my head that I'm thinking about that I've been noticing lately. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think it's going to take to get a belly dancer on So You Think You Can Dance? I mean, every year I see them in little snippets during the audition process, and most of the time they don't even show them actually auditioning. It's just you see some woman there who obviously is wearing a hip scarf and, you know, a cabaret skirt and everything, and you see her, like, out in the hallways with all the other people waiting to audition, and then nothing at all ever again. It's just a quick glimpse, and it's aggravating me. So... I want to know, what do you guys think's up with that? What do you think's going on? And then the other thing, uh, a few weeks ago, did any of you guys see the episode of Wife Swap with the belly dancer and the pig farmer? Which I have to say, I don't normally watch Wife Swap, but then I saw the commercial that it was going to be a belly dancer and a pig farmer. And that was really interesting. And I can't even remember the belly dancer's name. Do you remember? Ryan's sitting next to me on the couch. Ryan doesn't remember either. But um, it was a rather enlightening episode. Um, some of it, I was just like, they're being really mean to the belly dancer as far as like um, portraying her in a very flighty, crazy manner. And, and really kind of, I think, being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, unfair in that they they were kind of portraying like all of her creativity and everything like that is something really horrible that she was just letting take control over her entire life and and it was a horrible thing and all this kind of stuff which I don't know that I necessarily agree with how far she was going but her life her family their choices um and and I think they, they could have been a little bit easier on her. Um, that's just my opinion, too. Um, if any of you guys saw that episode and would like to respond to that, feel free. Because um, everybody has the right to their opinions. And I'm kind of curious, what if, if any of you saw it, what you thought about it. Uh, and then the other thing I have to get off my chest, I have to tell you guys. I just went through the worst performance I've ever had. <laughs> and admittedly, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> but it was definitely the worst um, I'd ever had. Um, my troupe, uh, we were invited to um, perform at uh, this festival in Knoll, Missouri called um, Down on Main Street. This is the second year we've performed there. It was on Saturday, July 5th, and um, we were supposed to perform at 5.30, and I got to the venue about 4, 
And they told us then that we were running late <laughs> and that we would probably go on like closer to six. And I was like, oh, yay, great. And um, hot, humid, of course, southern day. I forgot to put on sunscreen. I know. It's stupid of me. Um, and then the rest of the girls get there and um, had the performance CD and everything. And we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing some auctions. And as soon as they get done with auctions, you guys are going to go on. And we're like, great. Oh, so we aren't running that late. Well, then the auctioneer guy takes forever. I mean, he wouldn't shut up. And, you know, the thought was that he would, you know, he was only supposed to auction off a couple of items, and this was something that they were going to do continuously between acts. And apparently he decided after he got on stage that he was just going to auction everything at that particular time. And so we're standing around forever going, oh, my God, guys, shut up. We want to dance. You have to give him a little bit of a break. He's not a professional, he's a professional auctioneer. They aren't going to hear you. Okay, Ryan says we have to give him a break because he wasn't a professional auctioneer. And just to let you guys know how bad he was doing, like he had four or five items left, and a professional auctioneer came up out of the audience and finished the auction. And we were all like, oh, thank God. Oh, but before that, I forgot all the drama about the shoes. Um, so I always tell my students... You should occasionally practice in shoes, and you should have shoes that you can dance in, and you should bring them with you, because you never know when you might need to dance in shoes. This is my wisdom. Anala says it. Make a note. Okay. So we get there, and, you know, it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, sunny, bright, summer afternoon, and, um... We're dancing in a parking lot. And everybody knew we were dancing in a parking lot. So we get there, and I tell the girls, I'm like, okay, you guys go out and test the asphalt and see if you're going to be okay. We go out, we test the asphalt, and I'm like, oh, this is too hot. I'm wearing my shoes. And there were six of us, and everybody else didn't bring shoes. And it just so happened I had two extra shoes. I had, like, the pair of shoes that I wore with me that were um, good street shoes and also good dance shoes. And then I had two pairs of dance shoes in my bag. So two of the girls borrowed shoes from me. One of the girls, the, the shoes that she wore that were her street shoes, um, which she normally doesn't like to dance in, um, she ended up dancing in. And... Um, so that was four of us taken care of. The other two girls had nothing. I mean, the, sh the street shoes that they wore were like flip-floppy sandals, and there was no way they could dance in them because we were doing like some turns and spins and things, which, I mean, they, it, they probably would have injured themselves. So luckily we're, we're dancing in the parking lot of the Arvest Bank, and it's right next door to Harp's grocery store. So um, Ryan, the great guy that he is, runs over to the grocery store, and we get duct tape. And we put duct tape on the girls' feet so that they wouldn't have to be in, like, bare contact with the concrete. I think it was, like, three layers 
of duct tape on their their feet. Um, so that was just craziness going on. And then uh, the CD wouldn't play. <laughs> we get ready to go on, and the CD wouldn't play. Well, first of all, the MC couldn't get our name, our troop name, Mayor in a Wall, right worth a hoot. But um, <laughs> then the CD player wouldn't play the CD. And um, they switched it out with another CD player, and it wouldn't work. Or they tried to switch it out. I don't know if they successfully found another player, but eventually they got it to work. And so we start dancing, and it's like, oh, thank God we're dancing, we're performing, everything's fine. And then uh, we were performing five songs, and we get in the middle of the third song, and all of a sudden, dead silence, the music just stops. Well, apparently some lady in the audience got herself all tangled up in the power cords and unplugged the CD player. <laughs> like, knocked the power cords off and unplugged the CD player. So the song stops right in the middle. And we're all like, what in the world? <laughs> and I have never had a performance go that bad before in my entire life. <laughs> and like I said, it really could have been a lot worse. But um, next year, we're bringing our own CD player. And everyone will be taking shoes. <laughs> I, I'm going to start requiring troop members to bring shoes to classes and prove to me that they have shoes that they can dance in. And we're also thinking about, like, taking some rugs or, or something like that with us, too. So if we really want to dance barefoot, we can put something down on the asphalt to protect ourselves. But anyway, so I had to get all that off my chest and speak to you guys. You also have to say that they're really nice there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's fabulous to perform there. And the, the organizers all felt so horrible that so many things were going wrong with us and everything. And, and they just couldn't apologize enough about the problems with the sound system and everything. And um, they were trying to do everything they could think of to help us figure out what to do about um, the hot cement and everything. And um, And they always feed us. When we go there, so um, they always take care of um, feeding us dinner, and they they provide um, a dressing room for us, and you know bathrooms and all the bottled water and stuff. So we we can go in and we can get cleaned up after we perform, and we can get changed, and um, and everything back into street clothes, and then we can go and have dinner and stuff, and um, sit down and relax with everybody else and enjoy the festival. So it's always a fun time, but it was just never in my life have I had a performance where so many things have gone wrong. <laughs> and like I said, it could have been a lot worse because, you know, somebody could have ended up actually like burning their feet on the asphalt or they could have been wearing really inappropriate shoes and took a spin wrong or something and like injured themselves or, you know, and it's not like some, anybody got electrocuted or injured or, you know, costumes falling off or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like just my worst nightmare ever, but it, it was a 
pretty bad performance <laughs> for me. I've never had so many things go wrong. But anyway, on to the question of the week. One thing you must always have in your dance bag, Naima from Springfield, Missouri, posted on the forum board, and apparently this is more than one thing, she says, a backup copy of the music, safety pins, lipstick, and a cover-up. These are the top things I keep with me. I can usually wing it if I forget anything else. Yes, like if you forget shoes, you can wing it with duct tape. <laughs> Yes, it was, yes, we did end up using a backup copy of the um, Music Saturday, although I think it was mostly that they didn't have the CD player plugged in properly to begin with. I would actually recommend a backup copy in a different format. Yeah, that's what we normally recommend. Is If you didn't hear Ryan, he said a backup copy in a different format. So, um, yeah, that's the other thing we'll be taking. Um, next year, we only took our songs with us on, on CDs, and so next year we're going to take, you know, a computer that has a playlist ready and then an iPod and, and, and some CDs or something, and our own CD player. <laughs> we're, just, we're taking everything. But anyway, on to ShimmyCast news. <laughs> And now your ShimmyCast news. July 12th through August 31st, the Billy Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in, the, in British Columbia, Quebec, Alberta, Taiwan, California, Virginia, and Illinois. Oh yeah, and that cruise thing too. <laughs> July 12th, Latifah's second Saturday workshop, drum solo combinations in Millersville, Maryland. July 13th. Amani Jabril presents Billy Grooves with Linda of Nashville, afternoon workshop and evening show in Atlanta, Georgia. July 18th through 19th, annual Shimmy Fest workshop featuring Aradia of Las Vegas in Fayetteville, Arkansas. July 19th, Bedouin Star Bazaar and World Dance Day in Bellevue, Nebraska. July 19th, Judy Cunningham proudly presents Irish Slam in Sedalia, Missouri. July 19th through the 20th, Princess Farhana and workshops and show at Summertime Showside Circus, Golden, California. Golden, Colorado. Excuse me. July 19th through the 20th, Mirage Trio presents Ali from Nomadic Tribal in workshop. Four hours of instruction each day from Ali who learned from and performed with Fat Chance Belly Dance and that's in Westminster, Maryland. July 25th, Gypsy Fire will perform at the River's Edge Bistro and Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. July 26th through the 27th, Bat Chance Belly Dance Workshop and Show with Carolina, Carolina, excuse me, a tribal rendezvous in Idlewild, California. And July 31st through August 3rd, Little Egypt presents Ahlan Cairo Nights and the Queen of Rock Sharky competition in Dallas, Texas. August 2nd, free, that's right, free belly dance workshop with Jennifer Gutierrez 
from 130 to 2.30. This will be an introduction to the ancient and feminine art of belly dancing. In this class, you will learn a unique fusion of exotic belly dance with creative styling, percussive hips, sensuous undulations, fluid control, beautiful arm work, and smooth transitions. What a bargain to get all that for free. You guys better run out to this thing. Oh, I should finish telling you what it is. Uh, a mini combination will be taught to retain movement vocabulary and reinforce the material taught in class. Handouts will be provided. That's so cool. I love it when they give you handouts. This will be held at Destination Yoga in Hesperia, California. Man, I hope I said that right. Uh, across from VVC, call... Get your pencil and paper, you guys call 760-956-1261. to reserve your spot. Again, free! Okay, August 2nd through 3rd, Baltimore, Bellypalooza with Artemis Lotus Naraja, Melina, Piper, and Rhea, Dinzi, Nema, Gerson, Sidki, Costina, and Leslie Zaheya in Baltimore, Maryland. August 2nd through 7th, Tribal Pura Workshop and Show in Finland. August 9th through 10th, Ruby Sakura Belly Dancers presents Saidian Workshops and Show. West, uh, bleh. <laughs> That'll be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm getting tongue-tied. Okay, August 10th through 16th, summer at Shambhalaya. Dancing from the Inside Out Oriental Dance Retreat with Serene El Safi, Shambhalaya Ranch, Northern California. August 11th through 13th, Fat Chance Workshop in Highland, California. August 14th through 15th, Fat Chance ATS Teacher Training in Highland, California. August 14th through the 17th, Yahala Y'all, a gathering of stars in Grapevine, Texas. I just love saying that. <laughs> Yahala Y'all. <laughs> um, August 15th through 17th, Southern Fusion Fest 08, three days of shows, shopping, and workshops with Tamalina. Dala, uh, Mariah Chapel, Marty Love, Zafira Dance Company, Jenna, and more. And that's in Athens, Georgia. August 18th through the 24th, Moon Over Morocco 7, Belly Dance Camp and Concert in Santa Barbara, California. August 22nd through the 25th, Joanna of, or, <laughs> good grief, Joanna or Mary Bellies presents. Layla Giovanna and Roland in workshops and show, um, in workshops and Saturday evening show in Rheingold, Georgia, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. August 23rd through 24th, Cassandra El Wahard. Good lord, what's wrong with me tonight? Okay. August 23rd through the 24th, Cassandra El Warda. And the Wind and Sand Dance Company presents Saidi and Workshops and Show, Cleveland, Ohio. August 29th, Gypsy Fire will perform at the River's Edge Bistro and Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
August 29th through the 31st, Fat Chance Belly Dance Workshop in Katoomba, Australia. September 13th, Judy Cunningham presents the 21st Annual Belly Dancers Workshop Bazaar and Hofla. Instructors include Shikani Asha and Najida in Sedalia, Missouri. September 26th, Gypsy Fire will perform at the River's Edge Bistro Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. Thank God that's over. <laughs>
This week's second review is Billy Dance Superstars Babalesque, and it is reviewed by Anala Rabari. This 12-track CD runs for roughly 50 minutes. Some of the artists included are R. Ujami, Pentafib, and Asenia. The songs from these songs form the basis of the touring show. Most tracks are less than six minutes in length. A twist is given to the traditional Middle Eastern rhythms in order to make the music more accessible to Western audiences. I was disappointed in the liner notes for this CD, as the only information included about the songs is what is found on the back cover. Inside the CD, there is only information on other CDs sold through Belly Dance Superstars, as well as their DVDs. I also would have liked a wider variety of artists, as three of the 12 tracks are by Arsena. Don't get me wrong, I like the songs, but I've come to expect more variety from the Superstars CDs, and I use them as a way to find out about new artists. I also felt like Asina's songs were too similar to have been back-to-back on this CD. Song stylings include Cabaret, Tribal Fusion, and Polynesian. The songs included on this CD are great because they have a lot of thematic changes in them, which I think will also help Western audiences to not become bored with them. One thing's for sure, if you love the music used in the Billy Dance Superstars Babalesque stage show, you must get this CD. Emails and feedback. Um, well, I don't have any. <laughs> But let me give you guys some reminders. Oh, and some new news. Um, just to remind you, um, I'm going to be going to uh, the Washington, D.C. area, which is going to be like August 29th through September 4th. So if anybody wants to meet up, shoot me an email, and uh, we'll make plans. And then I also wanted to let you guys know, I have posted a list of items on the forum board uh, this is under the, uh, I think that I put it under the articles discussion section. And what it is, um, this is a list of items uh, that I have access to, such as CDs, books, and DVDs. Um, and there are things that have not yet been reviewed on the show. If it has an asterisk next to it, it means a review has been written but not yet used on the show. If it doesn't have an asterisk next to it, um, a review hasn't been written. But I'm telling all of you guys this because I would like you to go and look at the list and then tell me what you want reviewed. So it's kind of like, you know, you listeners out there are going to decide what reviews get put on the show and when. So, um... If you see something that doesn't have a review written about it yet, but it's something that you're really curious about and you're like, I want to know what people think about that right now, then you can either reply to that topic or you can email me directly at shimmycast.gmail.com. So, because um, I'm never sure when I pick out the reviews to include in the show, I'm never sure if it's what you guys want to hear about or not. So, um I would just like to give you guys the opportunity to be more involved in the show and to say, hey, this is what I'm curious about and what I want to hear about right now. 
So, and I will say probably in a few weeks coming up, I'll do another show that's like just strictly reviews. So it'll be just like four or five reviews and like some music thrown in too. And um, we won't have the rest of the show segments in that. So you guys can um, vote on what reviews get used in that show. And part of the list are DVDs that are in my Netflix queue. So you guys are going to help me order my Netflix queue and figure out like what DVDs I want to see in what order. <laughs> you have control over my Netflix. Okay, so if you have any comments, suggestions, or feedback, send me an email, shimmycast.gmail.com, post on the forum board, um, please leave reviews and vote for the um, show, get us some more exposure, and all that good stuff. You guys know the drill. this week we have the last part of my interview with Naima and here it is in the workshop you shared with us some um, not very perfect moments that you have had during performance and everything yeah uh, do you want me to tell you again yeah okay <laughs> share them again okay um, my runny nose, I, I think it's the change in humidity. You get a bunch of, you know, you're fine, and then you get like 100 people shoved into a, you know, an audience, and suddenly it's hot and sweaty. And I have a bad, a bad curse of my nose dripping as soon as I get on stage. Um, so you have to, you know, be real discreet and wipe that off. Um, I've had my Hermes sandal come off of my foot completely, but was still tied on my ankle. So I had to stop and then solo, untie the shoe, throw it to the side, and then finish the solo with one shoe on. Um, what was the other one? There was one more. Oh, yes, uh, okay. I got the underwear. You don't have to share it if you don't No, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll teach everybody. This is why you need to wear matching underwear with your costume. Uh, I forgot my matching costume underwear one night, and I had on a, like a beige or tan nude-colored thong. Um, and then I changed into my costume, and I went down on one knee, but when I stood up, I stepped on the skirt, so the waistband pulled all the way down on one of my hips below the belt and showed, like, half of my butt cheek, because it was a thong, and I didn't have on real underwear, and, yeah, all the, all the other dancers were like, <gasps> you could see, like, this collective, like, freak-out moment, and then I just, you know, I just, I just laughed, ha-ha, you know, my skirt, woo, <laughs> and tucked it back up in there and kept on dancing, everybody, the collective sigh. But afterwards, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know, I'm so glad your skirt didn't fall. I'm like, I wouldn't so, because, you know, I was having fun. And if I have a costume malfunction, I have a costume malfunction, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, it's ordained somewhere in belly dance heaven. Yeah. <laughs> there was something that you said, too, about, like, that just proves that anything can happen to you on stage. Yeah, it doesn't matter how hard you practice. It doesn't matter if everybody in the audience absolutely loves you and you're perfect. You're going to step on your skirt. Your shoes are going to fall off. The your, your you know, your pin in your bra is going to break. You know, your hair's not going to go in your headband, right? It doesn't, you know, it's going to happen. It just is. It's just going to happen. Nobody's perfect. So, don't worry about it. Don't stress over it. And 99% of the time it won't happen. 
and then that one percent chance that it does happen then you're prepared you're like oh haha that was funny and keep keep right on going and then you'll have great jokes to you know you can make fun of each other like haha your pants fell and you'll be like but your nose is running haha and you can you know make fun of each other and have a good time so yeah what um one thing of advice would you like to give to beginner students beginner students um do a lot of self-study. And what I mean by that is um, do a lot of reading, do a lot of research, go to as many classes or workshops with different teachers as you can. I know it's, you know, it's, it's not exactly a cheap hobby to have, but um, some dancers, when they start teaching, they get further in their dance career. They're like, this is the style I like. This is the type of costuming I like. This is how I like to teach. And when you're a beginner student, you don't realize that there's other options. There's other ways. And um, you don't want to get like two or three years into your beginning dance career and then be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I could have been taking classes over there and enjoying it more. Or, you know, you can't decide you dislike the other styles until you've tried them out as well. So, you know, sometimes there are some people who... Um, you know, that style's no good, I don't like that way, or I don't like the way that costume looks, and, and they're very adamant in their opinion, but if you don't also experience yourself, then you can't, you shouldn't have the same opinion based on others. So as a beginner, I suggest go out and try to gather as much as you, information as you can for yourself, and then you can make better judgment calls, where you spend your money, where you spend your time, and that kind of thing. What advice would you give to an advanced student? <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> I hope you're not broke. No. Uh, uh, advanced students, um, I'd say, as you, if you become, you know, get bit with the belly dance bug and you and you stick with it, um, it's sometimes really hard to juggle family and dance or business and dance and that kind of thing. And you go through ruts where you're like, I hate the choreography. I hate these moves. I hate this style. I hate my clothes. I hate my hair. I hate my, you know. Take a break. Take a breather. Don't listen to any belly dance music at all. Don't look at any videos. Don't look at your. Just take a. Let your mind kind of clear out, and then you'll go to, you know, a few months down the road, somebody will be like, "Hey, come to this Hofla," and you'll go, and you'll be like, "I had so much fun. I, you know, the music, you know, really inspired me." And you'll kind of be revived. Um, that'll kind of help you get. You know, you don't want burnout like people who go to college and they get so close and then they completely burn out. You can definitely do that with belly dance because. Um, Stress, you know, whatever kind of stress, physical body stress, money stress, uh, friends, you might, you know, you might be button heads with friends because of a class situation, you might need to take a break, you know, take a hiatus and, you know, just not even take classes for a while. So just, you know, take a breather, reassess your goals, reassess your life, and then come back to it when you're ready. If you could raid any dancer's wardrobe, whose would it be and why? Ooh. That's a tough one. These are the serious questions. I know, this is serious. Hmm. Well, I have to tell you, I really have gotten into, I like extremely tacky. Like, for instance, pardon me, there was, uh, I don't even remember what video it was. It was a video with Jelena, belly dance superstar Jelena, and it's that bright pink with like the fake snake wrapped around oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking, you know how stars, uh, the first one. yeah the you know how ridiculously gaudy that is yeah it's so tacky it's awesome yeah so I guess her closet or anyone who has something yeah. that's you know if it's like eight different prints of animals and like obnoxious colors you know everybody <laughs> sticks to the I like black because it's slimming and I want extra fringe because it kind of covers true 
but you're already up there belly dancing. People are already looking at you. You might as well just be like, look like a skittle up there because, because <laughs> that makes it more fun. If you, you know, extra fun. So, um, yeah, whoever's got, or or whoever has anything they just want to give away. Like, I can't wear this anymore. I have it for free. I'm I'm all about that. So. Let's go scavenge wardrobe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where do you like to shop for your costume elements? Uh, when I have money yeah. to purchase. I have made, I do make some of my own costumes, and I have done my own beaded fringe b before, and it really... Yeah, I'll rather pay for that because that's that's a lot of a lot of work. Um, I do a lot of shopping with Dalal because uh, Dalal's based out of Missouri in St. Louis, so she's close. Um, if I wanted, I could drive up. It's only like two and a half hours or so. Drive up and actually try on stuff. Um, I've gotten since I do more solo and I do more cabaret. I usually like when I purchase to buy one whole piece. Um, I know in the beginning when I danced with a troupe, it was better to get mix and match pieces because you had to be flexible, um, colors and, and, and depending on your venue, like if it was a family thing, had to be covered, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, shop with Dalal. Um, there's a couple of places on eBay that if you really keep your eye out, you get good deals. Um, otherwise, I just have to kind of take some old costume and re-fix it, sew it, make it work. Okay, so what CD are you currently listening to that you just have to listen to all the time? Uh, actually, one I got from you. Ha <laughs> uh, The uh, I, I'm going to butcher this name. It's spelt kind of like Sharif, the opium CD by Jesse Mano. I know it's not Sharif, but it's got, you know that one? Um, I love that CD. It's great. Um if it's not that one, then I listen to uh, Heya Diaz Mina a lot. That's my other, like, almost my all-time favorite. And when I'm, when I, or I throw in, you know, Prince and stuff like we listened to today to kind of get, get loosened up and get the mood. But, yeah, those two. I go back and forth between those two a lot. Those are my favorites. And how do you like to find music? Where do you go to look for new music, new inspiration? That's really hard. Uh, really hard. <laughs> Because, and you know we've all done this, we're like, there's a cool picture on this one, but it's all in Arabic. But I like the picture, and it's on sale. So, <laughs> um, I've spent a lot of money on music just trying. You know, when I had the money to, to, to spend on music, to blow on music, um, I do a lot of borrowing. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, you know, I'll let you borrow this, if I can borrow it, and taste yeah. test, so oh, to yeah. speak. Um, now, though, on online, they're starting to put a lot more samples yes. up, so that's been a big help. And there's 90% of the music sounds this, I don't want to say this generally, but like like Egyptian-style music, for instance, 90% of it sounds the same, and then there's a 10% that I'm like, that song is awesome! Yeah. And I'll buy a whole CD just for that song if I, if I have the opportunity to hear it in advance. Um, yeah, I really have to have the songs, you know, yell, buy me, buy me, or, you know, otherwise, I, that's why I had, I had my junk, my garage sale today to get rid of some of those old ones that, and the, I bought several, that they're good, it's yeah. just that I haven't picked them up in so long, yeah. that it's ready to, they need a new home, yeah, so, taste, your tastes change, they do, you know? they do, and yeah, I recommend, you know, I know it's nice to have an, a big collection of dance music to go back and find stuff, but give it a new home, because there's, there's, we, we're broke out here. We need, we need the used CDs. <laughs>
You heard it here first. Pass on the love with the CDs. So um, one last question. Where do you see your personal dance journey going from this point? Hmm, that's a tough one. You know, I don't know. I'm kind of in a in a limbo zone right now. Because uh, for a while, I was like, you know, have fun. I'll take classes when I want. I'll, you know, dance with some functions and stuff. And then with my work, um, so much work and personal stuff going on, where I had to cut back on, you know, not taking classes. Or I had to, you know, I can only go to so many meetups and get-togethers that I'm really kind of on hiatus with an occasional, like, once every couple months. You know, like, I'm here. Um, for this workshop, because I, I was, you know, being paid to be, <laughs> but it was a bonus. Uh, but I really don't have the time to invest in traveling for workshops right now, and so, oh yeah, oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, so I would like to get back into class. I'm kind of happy not being in a class currently, only because um, Springfield only has a few studios. It's not a really big town. Um, and I currently, I'm friends with everybody, so I know what everybody's working on. So I'm kind of like, well, you know, I don't really feel like working on that right now anyway. So it's kind of in my, in my benefit, because I'm like, you know, eh, I could pass on that class this time around. Um, so regardless, whether I'm doing classes now or later, um, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, that's my goal, my future. Personal dance philosophy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I do, I do consider myself a continuing student. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's only, you know, you can learn to figure eight a hundred different ways, and you'll learn a new one every time you go somewhere. And you may spend time at a workshop, four hours, and learn one thing, and that's it. But that's worth it to me because you, you really got to hunt and peck for. You know the stuff that that speaks to you, movement-wise or music-wise, and so yeah, I'm just kind of like riding the wave. I'm feeling very Californian right now. I've never <laughs> been to California, but I'm feeling it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to let me interview you, and thank you for teaching such a wonderful workshop. Thank you. enjoyed this week's show for now it's time for the question of the week and the question is what's the funkiest place you've ever bought a costume piece from that's right where do you go to shop that's kind of unusual and out of the ordinary to answer you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or you can post on the forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com Finally, it's time for the last music pick of the week. This song is Metamorphosis by Mr. Tunes from the Podsafe Music Network. I hope you all enjoy, and until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are of those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.